The Cheap Seats Podcast is brought to you by Podly. Get 100% premium quality made products for your little dog or cat, whatever you need. It's got They've got bandanas, they've got plush toys, all the things look great, straight out of the United Kingdom, um, somewhere over there. I'm not really sure where though, to be honest with you, but go check them out at Potly Official, Potly underscore official on Instagram. Check out the website, use code Bluegrass 50 so that they know the Bluegrass Boys from the Cheap Seats Podcast sent you. Get 50% off. Get your dogs all their toys and accessories needed. Some sports shows are all psychobabble and no sports. Some sports shows are all sports with no fun. Get ready for both worlds. This is the Cheap Seats Podcast. If it's football you love, you're in the right place. College football, the NFL, fantasy football news and so much more sit back relax and crack open a beer or 20 let's do this thing this is the cheap seats podcast and here are your hosts the big man and the juice We are the Cheap Seats Podcast. I'm the big man. And on the cheapest phone line in the nation, in the world, actually, we got the juice. Juice, what is going on, pal? What's happening, Captain? What's up, buddy? Uh, heard you uh, started the new job, working a lot of hours, so you didn't get to make it over to the studio this week. Get my ass kicked is what I'm doing. God, my been a long time since you worked those kind of. You know how early four a.m. is. Four a.m. Yeah, it's pretty damn early. That's what I gotta get there. I don't get off till three thirty in the evening. Oh god, yeah, that's that's rough, man. I I hadn't come home day. We're three days into this. I hadn't come home, rub icy hot down on myself, take a nap, just fucking do this damn show. Like oh shit, yeah, that's uh, wearing me out. Yeah, I got a Corona in one hand and a sausage biscuit in the other. I don't know what the hell's happening to me here. That sounds like a good combination, man. Right, it ain't terrible. Let me tell you. I'll tell you what. I mean, I I took a little page out of your book. I'm I'm actually sitting here uh, drinking one of your uh, energy drinks uh, that you bought to mix with your uh, mix on your show. I went ahead and stole it out of my fridge since you left them. Uh, uh, what is it? The uh, Sour Patch, uh, Blue Raspberry. Sour Patch Kids. Yeah, it, it's pretty good by itself, but I added some uh, 90 proof coconut rum to it. It's pretty damn oh, good. Yeah. yeah, I made it a full Hell drink. Yeah. I had some Jaeger in there, and I was like, I don't think Jaeger would mix very good with that. I was like, I ain't got no Red Bull either, so I wasn't going to try to make no Jaeger bombs or nothing. But I don't know. We'll do that. We'll do that on my TikTok channel. We'll sink it and drink it with some Jaeger in that. Good enough for me. Glad you can be the guinea pig. I just want to try something hey. fruity. I like uh, I like a little fruity drinks every now and again. I, I don't, I don't blame you. I do too. It ain't pink or nothing. This drink, it's fruity, but it, it, it looks like water. It looks like a glass of ice water. Ooh. It's good, though. I do know what I'm going to do when I do get those in my hands, though. What? I'm sitting here staring, I'm sitting here staring at the wall of alcoholism and regrets. 
and uh, I've got that Jameson orange sitting. Oh yeah, how you, did you try any of that by itself? I yet? ain't touched it yet. I ain't even cried. Oh man, I had full intentions. I had full intentions on being in studio today. Well, now that I've taken a nap, I feel like I could have been in studio. But fuck it, man. When I left work, I just wasn't feeling it. But, I, I don't blame you. We'll try but, to get uh, you in. In, and here next week, we got a big show next week. We're going to be doing our uh, Road to WrestleMania show with the uh, Wise Guys next week. So make sure y'all oh, tune into that. Yeah, y'all don't even know how excited I am for that. I am too, because there's been some big news in the uh, wrestling world. And we'll get into uh, some sad news here later about that. I'm sure you've already heard. Well, I don't know all about it. Uh, but uh, let's get into the show. You got any shout outs or anything? Um. No, I think I'm good. I got I got shout out. Uh, yours truly. I was a guest on Illegal Ham to the Face uh, last night. Uh, we had a great show, so I want to shout the boys out from Illegal Ham to the Face. Uh, we had some big debates. Uh, a lot of stuff happening in the NFL. A lot of stuff happening in Cleveland. Uh, and we'll get into that here in just a little bit. Uh, I wish. I think you went too easy on them boys. I probably did. I probably went a little went easy on them. You were nicer. That's why they always invite you, because you're easy on them. Fucking, I would have, no. I was sitting here wa- or listening today while I was at work on the show. I, I listened back. Uh-huh. I, I was. I, you These know, boys I, have lost their damn mind on the damn Cleveland quarterback situation. Oh, especially Fatty. I don't know what the hell's got this. Well. You, you, and you know, I. Fatty is let, letting. I'm not gonna say he's letting. He's, he, he's judging. He's judging things by what the media is telling us. I think, and you know, rightfully so, because there's been, you know, we'll just go ahead and say it. You know, the Browns are looking in into getting Deshaun Watson, and and they're trying to part ways with Baker Mayfield. You know. A whole moral dilemma on that. I get it. I'm a father of a daughter. You're a father of a daughter. If it comes yeah. out that that you know Deshaun did do all this stuff, then you know shame on the Browns for not you know doing more due diligence. But in my opinion, you know the Browns have a bunch of eggheads in their in their front office. Uh, I believe that they're very calculated and and the risks they take, and I believe that they would take a risk on Watson. They're going to do all their homework and leave no stone unturned. So that's where I'm at yeah. with that. But anyways, yeah. we we got into uh, Fat Boy Tuesday. That's one of their segments that they do. And we were talking about uh, I love me some Fat Boy Tuesday. St. Paddy's Day, St. Paddy's Food or anything. So that, that kind of brings me into um, Ask Juice. Now, I got I got two questions for you. Uh, first one, what kind, you know... What does St. Paddy's Day mean to you? And like, is there? Do you celebrate St. Paddy's Day? Uh, St. Paddy's Day don't mean shit to me. Uh, I mean, up in Ohio, it's it, it's pretty big. It's big up in Cleveland, up in Lima, Ohio, it's pretty big. So, it's a big I drinking mean, day. That, it does mean that um, the town next to me does a big St. Patrick's Day uh, parade. Uh, well, not really. A, <laughs> they do a big. Uh, it's like a big party downtown in okay. the entertainment district. Okay. So, and so there's a bunch of festive, festive things and booths that are set up. And I love and you try different beers. Yeah. You know, I, lo- I love St. Patty's Day. St. Patty's Day is probably my favorite, like, drinking holiday. We did a top three of, uh, of, uh, 
what our favorite like drinking holidays were. You know, I know like your favorite drinking holidays are Tuesday afternoon. But like if hey, we're talking about in a while, buddy. If we're ta- <laughs> if we're yeah, if we're talking about holidays, the other question I had is what 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 are you know if just holidays? What are your like favorite holidays to drink on? Uh, and you can't say all of. Alright, so we'll do we'll do top three. Okay. Christmas, because I gotta put up with man laws. Okay, well that's that's understandable. I get that. Plus plus it's like a it's like a game for me is how drunk can I get before they notice. <laughs> yeah, that that's a good and idea. How, and how much can I slip past them that I'm sitting right underneath their nose drinking? Like <laughs> <laughs> so I turned that one into a game. Okay. All right. That one that that one's one of my favorites. All right. Uh Number two, I would go St. Patrick's Day because of the big festivities and, okay. and things that do go on for that. You know, it's kind of designed around, or I won't say, I won't say St. Patrick's Day is designed around drinking, but it's a big part of it. It's it's a pretty big part of it. I mean, a lot of Irish uh, people drink, and it's big yeah. drinking day. It's a big drinking holiday. Right. Uh, and then my favorite does my birthday count? I mean, we can count it. I mean, it's not a national holiday, but no, but that's like I mean, that's like that's the would you say a special day? I guess yeah, drinking. like that's the first one that comes to my mind. What about New yeah, Year's I Eve? Fucked up on my birthday. Ah, man, I don't know. I don't really do New Year's Eve. I, I mean. Like, I don't go out for New Year's Eve anymore. When I was your age, I can't I mean, tell you last time I remember watching the ball drop. Well, here lately, I've been in bed for the ball drop. Well, I mean, no, usually I'm out and getting fucked up, but I mean, it's like. But it ain't no different than a regular Tuesday evening. Yeah, yeah, it ain't no different than a Tuesday for me. Like I just fucking, I mean, I don't literally, I don't even. I've been out the last four New Year's Eves I can remember. Uh huh. We, me and my wife have went out, and I got drunk. I didn't get shit-faced hammered. Like, I remember them all. Okay. Uh, but I was like, literally, I don't know. Like, we'll look down, and we'll be like, oh, shit, it's 2 o'clock. Happy New Year, everybody. <laughs> yeah. I, I've been there like, before. I've been there. I I've mean, been passed just, out on, just, on New Year's it Eve. It just makes shit to me. I, I don't, I just, I, I just, I don't know. I, I don't. I just, maybe because just care less about it. Drinking is like an, an everyday thing for you, so maybe it's not really that big of a deal to you. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's true. Like, that's that's what a lot of people like. Oh yeah, it's, it's New Year's Eve. We're gonna get wild. I'm like, I do that on a Tuesday. On a, on a, yeah, on a Tuesday afternoon. What's, <laughs> yeah, you know, what's and new? Then I get up, and go to work on Wednesday morning. <laughs> yeah, like, woohoo! So. So like as far as like St. Patty's, like is there is there any like like foods that you uh like, like Irish food, like corned beef or you know, Reuben, like things like that? Don't that count as a ain't that an Irish thing? I mean I like sour I, I mean sour sauerkraut is sour cabbage, pickled cabbage. Right. I don't I don't know if, I mean they use it in, in like Reubens and stuff like that. Uh what about like you know, like shepherd's pie or things like that. I like shepherd's pie. Okay. I love shepherd's pie. That, that's one of my favorite. I like Reuben's, too. Reuben's one of my favorite sandwiches. I ain't real, 
I ain't real huge on pie or cake. I like cobbler an awful lot, but I I'd rather have pie than I would cake. But I really don't know any like Irish like pies or yeah, cakes. I, but... I don't know. I I'm just trying to. I don't know. I'm going. Oh, what what exactly counts as Irish food? I mean, there you got your corned beef hash. You got your. I don't even know what that is. Uh, you don't know what corned beef is? I don't reckon. Uh, well, all right. Well, we'll just get off that subject because I'm not going to explain. It's going to take too damn long to explain it, and even after I explain it, I don't even know if you still would understand it. So okay, well, uh, maybe we're going to go to Ohio for St. Patty's Day. We're going to have to do that. Explain we're, some shit to me. We're going to have to go up to either Lima or go up to Cleveland for St. Patty's. I think it's not really. I mean, like, I mean, yeah, they do. Like I said, they do in the town next to me where I live, where we do most of our bar hopping and mm -hmm. partying. They do a big St. Patrick's Day thing, but I mean, like, I guess... Are you talking about Maysville? Yeah. Uh, yeah, that, Maysville, Kentucky. That don't surprise me, it being, like, right across the river from Ohio. Ohio's yeah, they, got they a, lot do, of, uh, a lot of German but, I mean, and it's Irish mainly, heritage. It's mainly, uh, it's a lot of, it's just a lot of, of beer stands, and I mean, yeah, you get cheeseburgers and shit, but I, I can't, I'm not I mean, down here, you don't see it as much, like the food -wise. Everybody wears the green. Yeah. Woohoo. I'm sure there's some... McDonald's comes out the... with the shamrock shake. Yeah. And then, you know, I'm sure there's some stands that have the green beer and things like that. Uh, yeah. That, yeah. Yeah, that's a thing. I just, I don't, I just fucking go and I'm like beer. And they I... pour it and I drink it and well, let's, repeat uh... the process. Let's get into the rest of the show because we got a lot of shit to cover, man. Yeah, we got, we got, we got some news yeah. that is happening. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get into our Twitter poll because we're gonna we're gonna lead right off with this in our news. Uh, um, okay. the, of course, the Browns. You know, they've been doing their due diligence trying to trade for uh, Deshaun Watson, and this was the Twitter poll I put after I after I found out. Some details. I probably shouldn't have put this, but the original question was: <laughs> As a Browns oh, fan, I like stirring up some controversy. As a Browns fan, would you be happy if the Browns traded Baker Mayfield and two first-round picks for Deshaun Watson? Now, Twitter says fifty-six percent said yes, they'd be happy. Forty-one percent said no, and three percent said undecided. Now it's come out. Well, Fifty-one percent of Browns fans have got half a brain. Fifty-six percent. Fifty-six percent got half a brain. Right. Well, that that was the the trade that that uh, I I proposed: two first-round picks and Baker Mayfield. Baker. It right. it came out the Texans don't want any players; they want all picks, and it's starting at three first round picks. Well, I tell them, I tell the Texans like I tell everybody that I come encounter with, want in one hand and shit in the other. Yeah. And tell me which one fills up. Fast. But I mean, if you know, there there's going to be other teams in competition for watching yeah, services, sure. so you know, three first round picks. Are somebody will give it up. Yeah. I'm just saying. Uh, would would you give up three first round picks for Deshaun if you were? Son, I'm telling you, I think Deshaun Watson's transcending talent, and if I do my homework and I don't feel like I'm in any jeopardy of losing my investments for a long period of time, because let's just be honest, that's what these players are—they're investments yeah. by the owners mm -hmm. 
and to make future profits and future wins. Hey, we got some breaking so news real feel like, quick, buddy. Breaking news. The Buffalo the Buffalo Bill just signed Von Miller to a contract. Oh shit. Yeah. Uh I really thought he was gonna go back to Denver. That yeah. would really surprise me. I really that's where I pretty well had him pegged to go I didn't I didn't know where he was gonna go. I heard Dallas, I heard a, a few different places. I figured maybe Dallas might be in the running since uh oh Randy Gate Randy Randy Gregory um flipped on him and went well, to Denver. Honestly, I didn't think Dallas was gonna be in the running because of the four three scheme. I didn't think Vaughn really wanted to put his hand in the dirt. Ah, uh, well, Buffalo reported. But apparently, Buffalo runs a four-three-two, so yeah, apparently uh, he's got no issues with that. Okay, you know, and they still might play him at linebacker as well, though. Uh, but this is a, right, but he ain't gonna drop into pass coverage very often. Not very often. This is a six-year deal worth a hundred. What the fuck? A hundred and twenty million dollars. Six years, hundred twenty million. That's that's twenty million a year. Twenty million every every year. What the fuck is wrong with the Bills? Now I don't know. You know, of course, there's probably going to be some guaranteed money, and they're probably going to have uh, um, maybe voidable years, or you you know, after maybe three years, or their you know cap hits go down, this and that, you know, so they might be able to get out of the deal after a certain amount. I don't know what all the details of it is but that was a pretty big uh splash that buffalo made very surprising actually who the hell signed von miller for a six-year contract he's he i don't even know if he has six years left in him he don't that's why i said what but you know like i said i don't know all the details of the contract but 120 million dollar investment 20 million a year yeah in his prime he would have been worth that but Oh God, yeah, but but now I'm, now I'm not so sure. But anyways, okay. So let's get back in. on track here. Okay, back on track, back on track. So if I didn't feel like I there was any loss, or there was any or a low possibility of losing my investment for a long period of time. Now what? what yes, would you, I would give up three first round picks for Deshaun Watson. What What would you say? You know, what if it comes out at the end of you know. Some of the stuff that the allegations, some of the stuff is true against Watson, and it comes out, and uh, uh, the NFL suspends him. Let's say for a year, would it would it still be worth it if, like, say you have Deshaun for, I don't know, the next ten years? I'd say I'd probably give up two. Uh, own the rights to him. I don't know if I'd give up three if I lose him for the year, but I mean, you you hey, still he's already you set out a whole fucking year. Yeah, like. yeah. But that wasn't his doing. That was Houston's doing. Well. So, I I, I don't know. I just want to, We know. say that was Houston's doing. I honestly believe that's more the NFL's doing. I think it was probably a little bit Houston of both. do not let him hit the field. I say probably a little bit of both. But my thing is, you know, I'll, you know, I'll go back to what I said earlier is, you know, if, especially, especially the Browns. They got a bunch of eggheads up there in their front office. Their brass is very intelligent. They're very calculated in their moves. I don't believe for one minute that they're they're going to be willing to invest that type of capital to one player without them doing their due diligence and turning over every stone that could be turned. 
Um, and you know, knowing that this is going to be a, a a safe get, well, you know, I, let's let's not get too out of hand with ourselves. The let's not act like the NFL is all high standards and more morals. Well, of course they're not. Of course they're not. Uh, so let's not act like all these owners and GMs are going to say what he did was wrong and I will not have him on my team. Well, of course not. They're, That's the other they're thing look that kills at the, talent the argument with illegal hand to the face. Like it's, well, the NFL is a business. And you whether know, it's right or wrong, fuck it. Yeah. That's I mean, irrelevant. I mean, they've had murderers on the field. They've had rapists on the field. They've had, you know, child abusers, druggies. I mean, you name it. It don't matter what you've done. If you are talented enough and you can put asses in seats and and your name on the back of people's jerseys. And I'll tell you something else, and and you know this is a fact, that if— if if Deshaun goes to Cleveland or wherever he goes, and it does come out that he, you know, raped or whatever, had some sexual assault issues with some of these women, and, and it comes out, if he wins for that team, if, especially if he all wins the Super Bowl, all will be forgiven. Wins in the NFL, get, it doesn't matter. I mean, you you can sit there and tell me that, oh, I won't root for this guy, I won't do this, but being, being a guy from Cleveland who hasn't tasted much success, I'm telling you right now that the majority of people would forgive him. There might still last, be some people that still hold him, you know, st- still still hostile towards him. But uh, for the for the most part, the majority of people would root for him. The majority of people in the stands would probably probably be wearing the number four jersey of Deshaun Watson. Last I checked, Ray Lewis had some pretty serious uh, drama that surrounded him. Well, shit, even Jim Brown, a a Cleveland Brown, all-time great, he's had all kinds of sexual allegations against him. He's had all kinds of shit against him, but yet he's he's one of the most beloved guys in in the the state of Ohio, in in the NFL for that matter. And from what I understand, well, like I said, I wasn't very old when the Ray Lewis stuff hit. Right. I remember but, the Ray Lewis stuff. Ain't nobody fucking talks about it now, do they? He won a super he won two Super Bowls, did he not? Yep. That's okay. what you hear about it. He was one of the greatest linebackers you ever watched, wouldn't he? Well, yeah. And, and you know, like I said, wins wins negate, you know, troubles off the field. It's it's not Ben Roethlisberger had some serious stuff come up against him. Yeah, he, he was even suspended for six games, and he's still, and you know, nobody he's, mentions it. He's still he's revered as one of the all-time greats, and you know, Steelers folklore. He'll go in, yeah, he'll go into the Steelers Ring of Honor, and he'll probably end up in the Hall of Fame. Ray Lewis is in the NFL Hall of Fame. Yeah, so Jim Brown. I mean, you know that that's <laughs> something that that we need to take a look at down the road, maybe research it as. See how many actual convicts are in the Hall of Fame. And don't, yeah, that's and that, and that's what I was literally sitting there saying. Don't don't be don't be ignorant. Like whether you feel it's right or wrong is irrelevant to the situation. And whether you want your team to go for it or not, somebody's team's gonna go for it. 
And yeah. You're going to have to, and you would much rather have him on your side than dealing with him every year. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if he went to a team Especially like. Especially if know, you ain't got a quarterback now. And I'll go ahead and tell you, Cleveland ain't got a quarterback right now. No, we, we don't have a quarterback. I mean, people could say, oh, Baker, Baker's still the guy. Yeah. I, I'd love to see Baker have one more shot because of the injuries, but the writing's on the wall. Cleveland kind of painted themselves into a corner now with this whole Deshaun Watson thing. I agree that ba- Baker does have some maturity issue. Do, does it uh, does it mean that I I, I want to get rid of him? That I don't like him? I still like Baker. I I I would cheer for Baker. Regardless of where he goes, I like Baker. He just something about him. He got that moxie, and I, I like. I like. I like a lot of the stuff that they're referring to as far as immaturity. Yeah, yeah, I do too. I do too. A lot of the reason I like Baker. Yeah, his moxie to me is what makes me gravitate towards him, and I wanted right. things to work in Cleveland, but the fact of the matter is, it just wasn't working. It's just not working. Injury or not, you know, one of the things Fatty said is that the team the team was forcing him out there to play when he was injured. I don't believe that the team was forcing him. I believe, uh, I believe they could have protected him better knowing that he was injured, but I believe Baker wanted to be out there. And I, I don't believe bl- Baker wanted to be out there, part of the reason being because if, that he knew that this was a possibility coming up in the offseason. Well, yeah. And, and, he wanted, and he wanted to try to prove that he was worthy of keeping that job. Right. And and what would have happened if they would have went ahead and shut him down and, you know, Case Keenum led the Browns to uh, a playoff? You know, then you'd have a quarterback controversy again. Yep. So, yeah, I I don't believe that the – that the team actually forced him to be out there on the field. Uh, nobody can force well, anybody to do anything. Yeah, uh, and I, I mean, no... you look at Antonio Brown. You know, if 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 it's true that they tried to force him out on the field and he walked out, well, he walked out. They, you know, Baker didn't want to go out on the field. He could have walked out as well. Yeah, and ain't nobody, ain't no NFL team forces a high-profile quarterback to do anything. No, especially your your face of your franchise, your number one overall pick. I I just don't believe there's it. there's they would be scared to death that that would hit the media. Yeah, of course it would. Of course, it especially would. with a high profile guy like Baker that ain't got no problems talking. Yeah, yeah, I I I agree one hundred percent. Let's get into our news time real quick. News, fresh news, news time. Sounds a little bit different with you not being here, buddy. Just ain't the same. It's difficult. All right. First off, I know we we bash this guy a lot, but I'm I'm starting to respect him a little bit. Jake Paul proposes a a wager to UFC to Dana White. Um, He wants to fight either Conor McGregor or Jorge Masavidal. Um, And and the wager is, and I love this. He he's trying to get more pay for the UFC fighters and the the. The smaller name fighters, the ones that get less than fifty thousand per fight. Um, his uh, his proposed wager was if he won, uh, Dana White would have to up the what uh, up the pay for these other fighters, these low end fighters. And if he lost, he was gonna donate his his purse to the fight to these fighters that make less than fifty grand per fight. I'm, 
I'm still not a big fan of of Jake Paul, but I respect I mean, him a little bit cool. more. That's cool, but it's it. I don't know if I want to say it's a publicity stunt, but he knew that this was going to grab big headlines and get his name thrown out there. And, and he's smart by it. But he, I mean, he's yeah. been banging. I mean, I don't hate it. He's been banging the drum for a long time, though, for the UFC to be be you know more better pay for these lower end fighters. Well, a lot of people have, but fact of the matter is, there's no competition. For the UFC, so if you ain't got a fucking raise your pay, why the hell would you? Yeah, I mean, I get that, but, you know. There ain't I'm... no risk of these guys going off anywhere else and doing anything else that's going to hurt the UFC. They're, until somebody steps up and creates another league, just like we were talking the Road WrestleMania show that we're pushed off till next week. Yeah. And Hell, Vince has got competition. Vince is going to do what Vince wants. Yeah, and he and he's been that way since you know, I mean, since I was a the kid. Beginning of time, since the end of WCW. Yeah, he done whatever the hell he wanted. He paid whatever the hell he wanted. It's the benefits of being the boss. Yeah, like, and until you have to do something, you don't. All right, so we're going to get in. I'm going to skip over some other news here because we're going to get into it a little bit later on mm. on. Uh, so anyways, Jake Paul wants shit changed for these fighters. Get some financial backing and start you up. Mark Cuban tried to start one at one point with uh, oh shit. Pride He's fighting? A UFC legend. Oh. I don't know. I don't know who. Oh shit. Heavyweight. Anyways, Mark Light... Cuban. Yeah, he was the light heavyweight. He's in there with like the Chuck Liddell guys. Um, uh, oh shit! Give me the give me the the Chuck Liddell guys days. Uh, uh Rampage, uh, Rashad, Couture, Couture, Randy Couture, Randy Couture, yeah, okay. And and Mark Cuban tried to start start a championship fighting or whatever, yeah, to compete with the UFC. I uh, mean, it didn't exactly work, but the UFC is just as popular now yeah. as it's ever been. Definitely. So. You know, Definitely. Jake Paul's got a big social media name. There's guys that are interested in getting in the game, such as Mark Cuban. I'm sure there's other billionaires that are interested in getting in that game. But they see the writing Start on the wall, own. and it's going to be hard to take down a, a giant like UFC. Well, everybody said the same thing when Ted Turner got in with WCW to go up against Vince. Well, and he yeah. damn near put him out of business. For about five years. Yeah. For about and if it, wouldn't have, if it wouldn't have been financially mishandled, I would say WCW probably would have succeeded. That's a possibility. That's a good possibility. Uh, all right, so big news in the NFL. Uh, Tom Brady is unretiring and will return to the Bucks in 2022. I totally had even forgot this had even happened. Yeah, it, it was almost a week ago that this happened. Uh, is this did a- it on March? Did it on the... the- the bracket reveal. He tweeted that out while they were revealing the bracket. Sunday yeah, night. Uh, so that was Sunday. That's right. He was on, he was on interview with uh, soccer player Ronaldo, I think. Oh uh, yeah. Ronaldo had asked him something, and I guess you couldn't hear it. I guess the, it was muted or something. But just the look on Brady's face and this and that, you could tell from what people were saying. I didn't see the video, but. 
um, I did hear about it, and and then it just wasn't. A, it was a few hours later after that is when he tweeted out that he's coming that he's back. Coming back. Does that surprise you, Annie, that he's coming back? I mean, not really. I didn't. It kind of surprised me more when he retired. I hope he. I was. I hope this I doesn't turn into a Brett Favre saga. With well, him. I think it's a possibility, but I feel like next year, if he, you know, if he decides to, you know, contemplate it, I think he needs to take his time. He had all the time in the world. He didn't need to come out and say I'm retiring. He did, yeah, he unless he was 100 percent sure, he should have waited. I think next year, if he decides that he's going to think about it before he comes back, I think he needs to at least wait till. At least right around this time. Wait till March and see how you feel. If you still got that itch, come on back. If not, then retire. Yeah, it, it really. I, I was kind of. I was taken back more when he said that he was retiring than I was, which I think he was kind of feeling the the dad guilt a little bit when he did it. But I mean, yeah, like, probably. And he probably had some pressure from Giselle as well. Yeah, maybe he was like, you know, I haven't been as good of a husband as I could be, as good of a dad as I could be. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and do it. Then you get the itch. Yeah. Then you realize that, you know, they you ain't ready to this hang long. It up. They know, uh, like. All this a- avocado ice cream I've been eating not not been for nothing, so. Right. Let's go ahead so, and run it back. Yeah, uh, I mean, it, it really did. It surprised me more when he retired than. Uh, than this happening. We got a lot of free agency uh, movement going on right now, but I'm I'm not going to go through all of them because my head gets dizzy and it's just too many <laughs> damn mo- too much movement. But I'm going to highlight some of them. Yeah, just give us the big ones. Well, I don't I don't really consider this big, but I mean I it's big because it's Cowboys news. Uh, Michael Gallup is returning <laughs> on a five year, sixty two point five million dollar deal, and it's worth. Um, I believe it's 37 guaranteed. Excuse me. Yeah. Uh, This is huge news considering it's the Dallas Cowboys. Well, I said it's going to be news for you. uh, And considering that uh, your Browns have taken my favorite receiver in Cal for a long time for the Cowboys. That that was going to be my next little bit. Yeah, as as what Juice alluded to is – Dallas traded Amari Cooper to the Cleveland Browns, essentially for a fifth round pick. That that take pisses me off. I really you know. We'll talk about it here in a minute. But the Gallup news becomes huge news because of that news. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It does now. Uh, yeah, if you want to draft a receiver in the second or third round, you can do it. Even wait till the fourth, you can do it to get you a third guy. But now you're not pressured to replace Cooper through the draft. like the, So bringing Gallup back, now that Cooper's officially gone, that's huge. Yeah, it, it's huge for the team. It, it really is. It really is. Uh, one, one thing, you know, I was reading like on ESPN, and they were giving grades out for the trades, and they gave the Cowboys an A for that trade, and they only gave, gave Cleveland a C. Now... I, That's a fantastic trade for Cleveland. I think it is too, but but their their reasoning is because they were gonna release Cooper anyway, and I get that. 
But, but you there's, guarantee there's no that yeah. you're the one that ends up with him. Yes, you're taking that $20 million salary with him, but you're guaranteed that you're getting him. You you were going to pay him something close to that on the open market because you wasn't going to be the only team interested in him on the open exactly, market. Exactly, exactly. He's so, one of the best route runners in the fucking league. Yeah, so like, you play him. You go ahead and play him on this this uh, deal that he got for at least one year with the twenty million. Next year, you could probably get out of it if if uh, well, I mean, if, if they need to. Hey, what do you think? You know, we're kind of looking to make some more moves here. What if we push some of this money, stretch this money on out a little bit more? That way, it's not as big of a cap hit. Yeah, they could know, restructure the contract the for a long that. term. Yeah, you know, but I mean, you know it. They're only giving up a fifth-round pick. Yes, they gave up a sixth-rounder, but they also got a sixth-rounder in return. So, essentially, they're only yeah, giving up a fifth-rounder. It's fifth-round fifth pick. Um, so, I I love this pickup. Cleveland needed another receiver. Um, I, I know some people don't view Cooper as a, a top-flight receiver. I think he's a fantastic. I think he's a top-15 receiver for sure, if not top-10. don't 10. consider Coop. What they consider some of these other guys, because you don't hear nothing out of Coop. And you know what? I love that. And that that, means was, he's that not was a deep. one of the reasons I like him so much. Yeah, I I agree with you there. All right, I'm telling you, one of the best route runners you can ask for. Probably one of the best teammates you can ask for. He's quiet, does whatever you need, and he and he gets like, the job done. Cleveland stole this trade. I love this trade. I love. It. I you know why why ESPN would give him a C I have no clue but I love it. Yeah, you guarantee that you're the one that ends up with him. How does Cleveland fare in most free agent bidding wars? Not very good. That's why we. That's why whenever Not we got well. Jarvis, that we traded for Jarvis, and yeah. you know, and and that that's a that's another news. Cleveland. Uh, did move on from Jarvis. I hated that. I, I, you know, Jarvis's production went down the last couple of years. He's been injured, but that guy was the heart and soul of that team. He was one of the catalysts to help turn things around, to help start getting that culture in the right way. Not, not always having the losing culture, and, um, and he was one of the big factors that helped out with that. So I really appreciate. What Jarvis did did for Cleveland. I'm sure the city of Cleveland gets it. I'm sure that they're just as appreciative as you are. But you, you're. I'm telling you, y'all are gonna love Coop just I, as much. I like Cooper. I really do. Uh, other big news: uh, the Bears trade Khalil Mack to the Chargers for a second round pick in 2022 and a sixth round pick in 2023. What do you make of this? I like it. I mean, I don't really – I didn't care what they gave up, to be honest with well, you. I mean, I wouldn't give up a first-rounder, but uh, – I read Mac two Chargers and was like, love it. Now you're going to – Now you're pairing a, it with Joey Bosa? Uh, right. Well, the, A, I don't – I don't – the whole you're giving up too much, draft capital, yada, yada, yada. I'm on the other side of the fence as you on that. I don't care because most of the no, I won't. I won't say most of them. Well, I will say most. Most draft picks end up nothing more than a role play. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And you know exactly what you're going to get by getting Khalil back. Yeah, 
And I think that's just going to open up that defense. The Chargers also signed uh, J.C. Jackson, cornerback out of uh, New England, which I felt like was probably the top cornerback in free agency this year. Um, And and make no mistakes about it, the Chargers are competing with the Rams for fans in that area. You've got Herbert still. Not just that, they're competing in the AFC West. Look at the quarterbacks that they got. I mean, they had to do that. To gear up, like if you're going to be in that division in the same city as the Super Bowl champion, you have got to gear up and go win now. Yeah, I agree with you. Or Uh, you're going to end up being the Clippers. Yeah, I I totally agree with you there. I mean, uh, the Chargers that they're doing everything right. So yeah, I mean, as long as when I clicked on that story. As long as I didn't read Joey Bosa's name was included in this trade. Oh, God. That I didn't give been a damn awful. what they yeah. gave up. Yeah. I agree with you. I mean, that that was a fantastic pickup. Plus, they got, you know, like I said, they got uh, J.C. Jackson as well. Um, that defense is going to be good. The offense is already good. So, I mean, they, they're gearing up to, you know, they're gearing up for battle in the AFC West. and. Yeah. And they rightfully should be with the uh, talent that the AFC West has just just Denver's gotten. Off moves. Yeah. Uh, obviously, Kansas City's there. You know what they've got. Um, the Raiders just signed uh, Chandler Jones as well to uh, contract. Uh, I don't Is know how many years, but it's it's seventeen mil a year. Um, and they also. Got Max Crosby as well. They just re-signed him to a five-year, $98 million contract. Um, they traded in Dockway to uh, the Colts for Rocky Sin, uh, which I don't know a whole lot about Rocky Sin. I know the safety from the Colts. I, you know, he was touted high coming out of the draft. I believe he was a first-round draft pick. Um, yeah, I don't, know. I don't know much about him either. I can't but I know in Dockway, I know he's a fantastic pass rusher. Uh, he should fit in really well where where the Colts are at right now on defense as well. Uh, let's see here. Uh, the Cowboys grant Lel Collins uh, permission to seek a trade. Uh, what's the deal with that? Why why are they getting rid of Collins? Probably something, something to do with money, if I was guessing. I mean, I get that, but... Isn't the uh, offensive line for the Cowboys the weak spot right now? It is. And Collins I, is a really good right tackle. I mean, maybe Collins is bitching, wanting to go back to – well, I'd imagine as long as he's been on that right side, I doubt he wants to move now, I'll be honest with you. Yeah, he shouldn't move. I thought he was a left tackle at LSU, and Dallas converted him over because you had Tyron Smith. I'll tell you but what. Yeah, why I think, why uh, you would get rid of Collins at this point, I have – no earthly idea because Tyron can't complete a full season anymore. Yeah, I don't. I don't uh, understand. If, why if you're they... really having money issues, for crying out loud, just move Ezekiel Elliott. Like, yeah, I, I love Zeke, but yeah, I agree with you. He's his uh his contracts. It's it's not a it's not a good contract. No, and for what you get out of him, for what and upon. The NBA uses that stat a lot. Wins upon replacement. Yeah. 
if the NFL used that, Ezekiel Elliott would have to be one of the highest upon the amount he's getting paid. For. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. All right, uh, let's see here. Chase Edmonds uh, signs a deal with the Dolphins. Miami's been gearing up. They've been slowly signing. They also signed Teddy Bridgewater as backup. How many uh, damn running backs does the fucking Dolphins have? Well, well, not too many now. But now they got Edmonds. I think who's going to fit really well in that that uh, uh, wide zone scheme that Mike McDaniel is going to implement. Um, is that what's his name still under contract there? Who uh, Gaskins? Yeah. Yeah, he's still there. He's still there, right as of right now. But I, I don't know. Okay, so you got Chase Edmonds, you got Gaskins. Yeah. Didn't they draft somebody last year or the year before that everybody was all excited about? They might have. I can't remember. I don't follow the Dolphins that much because, I mean, they're they're stupid. They're a shit show. It sure it sure feels like they've, it, or at least every offseason they end up signing or a running back or something like. Yeah, but it's Quit just spending your it's just money all these, on all these fucking running backs. It's just, like, it's just all these replacement level running backs. At least Chase Edmonds, you know, you you got somebody. No, he may not be able to carry the whole load, but you got he, you got somebody that's going to give you a different dynamic, and he's going to be a great fit in this offense. I feel like so. I mean, I don't blame him for signing him, in, and I don't think it was a huge. How deal. much they pay? I can't. I think it was uh two either two or three years, but it like maybe eighteen million. Yeah, that's right. It was eighteen yeah, million for two years. That's nine million a year. Eighteen million for three years. That's what it was. I'm not sure what the signing bonus three. was. So it's what six million a year. Yeah. I don't mind that. I don't mind that. Fifty fifty guy. Um. I mean, I don't hate it. I I really don't know exactly how much all these different running backs are making. Yeah, I'm not. I'd have to take a look at that. Also, I don't know what they make on rookie contracts either. So, also, I just I just that's the thing that kills me. Like a guy like Edmonds, I feel like there's a guy that is somewhat close to Edmond every year in the draft. Well, yeah, there probably is. I mean, every year you're going to have, but you know, maybe. I don't know, maybe but, Miami like didn't run back. Yeah, I guess most of these, I just said most of these draft picks end up nothing more as a role player, and I didn't care to give up draft capital. But, I mean, you could find those guys in, like, the fourth or fifth round. Yeah. And there's no way you'd pay them $6 million a year. Yeah, I get that, but, you know, I don't know. I but just, I guess you get a professional in the room. And, yeah, that. A veteran, yada, somebody yada, who's been know. there. I mean, I like to somebody pick up for Miami. Pass blocking, I guess. Yeah, I think that's a right big thing the in the NFL now. Pass blocking, you know, you know, for yes. your running backs to, you know, I, and that that may be where you know Zeke actually proves his worth. He's actually one of the best pass yeah. blocking running backs in the NFL. Yes, but God, you know, much. The Jaguars have been big spinners. You're letting go of guys that in Dallas that I just want to fucking keep, like that I'd rather keep than keep Zeke. Like I, I get it, I get it, I get it. The Jaguars anyway, been big spenders this year uh, so far. They dog shit too. They, yeah, they. I mean, I want to see what happens, but they're overpaying fucking everybody. Everybody, you know. Just because you win free agency and you win the off season does not mean 
that you're going to do shit in the season. Yeah, just, uh, it happens just every take a year. breath after every signing, and I'll tell you my opinion real short and sweet. Uh, let's see. Jaguars signed uh, Christian Kirk, which this killed me, a four-year, $72 million contract. It equals to $19.5 million per year. For Love Christian Kirk. Overpaid. Way, Next. way overpaid. Um. I'm not sure how much money he uh, got, but I'd say he he was overpaid as well. They signed tight end Evan Ingram. I know you kind of got a nine soft million. spot for in- Ingram. One year, nine million. Not worth it. Not worth it. Well, whatsoever. I mean, I, I, I know what the contract is. It's one year, nine million. Nine, nine million is, is actually, actually probably puts him, as far as sat, salary for one year, probably puts him in the top ten for tight ends. and he Maybe. Maybe, but I don't hate it because it's a one-year deal. It's a one-year deal. It's a prove-it deal. I get that. Um, they they also signed uh, Brandon Scherf, uh, offensive guard from actually a really good guard, which they needed offensive offensive line help. Not sure what the deal was on that. I I didn't it's catch good. But if 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 it's not too big of a deal, I think Scherf. Is actually a really good pickup for them. I'm asking, I'm asking you, is he is he good? I don't yeah, know him. Yeah, he's a he was a Pro Bowler for Washington. He just he gets injured a little bit though. I mean, as long as they're not paying him nothing like ten million, I like. It. I'm I'm not sure what the contract was. I didn't catch that on when I wrote all this stuff down. Uh, other big news: uh, Randy Gregory flips. On Dallas, which I was so surprised by this, he flipped for the same exact contract to go to Denver. Well, and, and now ESPN is reporting, and and say what you want about ESPN, mm-hmm. fucking that uh, language of the conversation played a big key. Language of the contract, or yeah, language of the contract. Paid a big or made a big decision in this. Okay. I d- personally, as a Cowboys fan, I don't give two flying fucks that Randy Gregory is gone. Randy Gregory was one of the dumbest fucking NFL players that I know, and he literally—I can remember five to six games that I spent the majority of the game yelling at Randy Gregory for stupid bonehead fucking penalties. Yeah. I mean, he's so to pay him the amount of money that they were going to pay him, and then fucking tell Lyle Collins that he can go fucking suck eggs and look for a trade. Yeah, and to fucking trade Amari Cooper for a fifth round pick, but you were going to pay Randy Gregory seventy. Yeah, million. I was fucking livid. Yeah, that Dallas was going to do that. I'm glad that fucking Randy Gregory flipped on him and went to Denver. I, and I also seen I that, get it from Denver too, though. You need pass rush. Yeah, you do. That division, this they didn't thing, bring. Like, they didn't bring back Von Miller, so yeah, they do need you know pass rushers. Great, yeah. and Gregory, you know, as boneheaded as he is, he does he's have a lot. Of, he's very athletic. He's got a lot of physical talent. Um, so I mean, I get where Denver yeah, was coming from. He's just a fucking from. idiot. Yeah. If you stick him next to somebody that can grab a hold of him, and which I wish Leighton Vanderesh or I wish Demarcus Lawrence would have walked out there and just grabbed him and said, "What the fuck are you doing?" Like, yeah, I, I literally, he's one of the, literally, you can put that down as my hot take for the fucking day. <laughs> Dumbest fucking defensive player I've watched in a long fucking time. 
Literally. I can't. I am glad that he fucking flipped on Dallas. Well, buddy, like I, about like I said, uh, we're not going to go through all the free agent signings because they're just too much. And I'm sure I, I'm almost positive there's going to be other uh, news coming out in the uh, coming days. Of course, we're probably going to find out where Deshaun Watson is going to go in the next couple of days. Uh, so we're, we'll talk about that maybe in the next week or maybe two weeks from now. Um, but we're going to get into some tourney time, man. It's the, the big dance is upon us and, uh, we got the cheap seat challenge. So those of you who aren't signed up for the cheap seat challenge, you can find us. We, we are a public, uh, bracket sign up for us and challenge us. See how you do. It's not hard to find either. If you literally go to join group, hit uh, the search bar, and type in cheap seats challenge, it comes right up. It comes so, right up. Pretty easy uh, and that, simple. That's literally how Big Man set it up. I joined it. That's how I joined it. I didn't want him to send me a link because I wanted to make sure that it was easily found. Yeah, because I made it a, a link. I know last year I made it a private group. This year I wanted to make it public, so it's open to all, any Damn, and all competitors. It. Come on, come on. Yeah. Uh, I can't never do jack shit on these anyway, so don't so, fucking listen to me on this conversation we're about to have. But. So, uh, I, I don't do that great either, but uh, with the tournament coming. You got your tournament bracket pulled up? Hold on, I was finishing my beer. Okay, finish your beer, pull up your bracket because we're going to talk about, I want to get you who you think are some, I want you to give me let's say five uh, five upsets in the first round that you could see happening. Alright. Um, so I'm going to I'm going to start out real quick. My first my first one is New Mexico State, who's a 12 seed, over UConn, who's a number five seed. And they're in the uh, same bracket as uh, Gonzaga. Okay. I see that game. I do not believe that I like UConn's team. Um, New Mexico State gets a really uh, good combo of uh, guards. And I'm always one to believe that in the tournament, your guards or like your your bread and butter for the tournament. So if you got they good are. guards, I think you're gonna do well. Um what about you? Do you got any you got anybody well, yeah, got who plenty. you think? I got plenty actually that I've picked here. I'm trying to uh so I've got Virginia Tech over Texas. That's I got that one down. Game. I got that one down. Um I have uh, actually, I have Loyola College over Ohio State. That's ten seven. I wasn't going to mention that, but I, I'm I you know, I, I actually on a couple of my brackets, I did pick Ohio State on some, but I, on a couple of my brackets, I picked uh, Loyola oh, as you well. Fill out multiple brackets. I only do one bracket. Well, I mean, I I filled out multiple brackets because I'm in other groups as well. Uh, Iowa State over LSU. That's an eleven six. I, I got, got that. that I got that one over there. I got UAB over Houston. That's a twelve five. And I also have South Dakota State over Providence. It's a thirteen four. I really like Providence. I really and you you'll you'll find out here soon. I, I really like Providence. I also got a uh, Vermont over Arkansas. I don't. I'm not saying that I pick 
all these teams. I there's some teams I did pick, but these are these are some upsets that I could see happening. Well, let, let let's talk Providence, South Dakota State here. Okay. Because I'm I'm interested on this one. Providence, South Dakota State. Okay. So Let's Providence go. has a very good defense. Yeah, they do. They only give up 67 points per game. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll give you that one. Um, BPI rankings. Providence is 43rd, South Dakota State's 58. Yeah, I seen that. That's fucking pretty damn close. Yeah, I agree with South you. South Dakota State's 18-0 and in conference play, which means they ain't lost in a long time. Yeah. So that means they're confident. That means they're due for a loss as well. Maybe, but that means they're confident coming into this. They ain't had the confidence shaken by no means here lately. Okay. Points per game. Providence averages 70, which Providence plays in a better conference. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you can whatever, better, whatever. Providence averages 71 points a game. Not terrible number. No. South Dakota State averages 86.7 points a game. That, that That's pretty good. That's pretty good. That's good offense. That means South Dakota State can put the ball in the fucking hole. Yeah. Like, I mean, that, let's that's... Let's just take for an example. Everybody's got Gonzaga. Everybody's picking Gonzaga to win this whole thing, right? Okay. Uh, Gonzaga averages 87 points a game. Yeah. They average 1.4 than what the South Dakota State team averages. That's pretty good, but, you know, South Dakota State also is, doesn't play. Granted, they don't play big major competition. No. I'll who have they that, be, Who a, have they beat oh, that's in the, the BPI top 50? Uh, who, South Dakota State? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't have that stat. Okay. All right. Uh, well, you know. They beat Washington State? Yeah, I don't know if they're in the top 50 or not. I don't either, but that's one of the notable wins that ESPN's got sitting here for me. A lot, a lot of the a lot of the stuff I try to look at is you, you always get a Cinderella team that's close. And I know, stuff. so a team that can put the ball in the hole. That's what I was Yeah, for. yeah. If so I got to pick a Cinderella, that's the one I'm rolling with. You're going with South, South Dakota, Dakota State. State. I like this team. Okay, well... That that was gonna be my next question. Who was your one Cinderella team? So obviously, well, so, I didn't I didn't pick them to go very far. Like where do you I struggle with that? Where do you see them falling off at? I have them losing in round two to Iowa. Okay, okay. But that's in in my bracket. But if you got to make me pick, well, I guess Loyola College could be one. I have them in the Sweet 16. I got uh, New Mexico State in the Sweet 16, losing in the Sweet 16 to Gonzaga. Yeah, I have Loyola College losing in the Sweet 16. So and maybe you know, that's, as a 10 seed, that's that's my longest run. That's pretty good, you know, making it to, you Virginia know. Virginia Tech has an 11. I have them in the Sweet 16. I think I might have had them. I can't remember. I think I might have had them losing in the second round. I can't remember though. Uh, I actually don't have my bracket pulled up. But yeah, if the question is: pick a Cinderella to make a deep run. I have. I'm gonna pick South Dakota State. That's I, where I'm gonna put my money. I got. I got New Mexico State making it to the Sweet 16. That's my Cinderella. Another. Sleeper would be UAB. I love their guards. They got two guards that are like really tall guards. They're like supersized guards. Um, 
And I think that'll be a matchup nightmare for a lot of these teams. Um, all right, so who do you got in your final four? Uh, okay. I am Gonzaga. Okay. Kentucky. Okay. Houston. All right. And Wisconsin. Wisconsin. All right. I, I, I struggled. I struggled. Um, Mine is Gonzaga, of course. Purdue, yeah. who beats Kentucky in, in uh, the Elite Eight, I believe. Uh, yeah. Tennessee, who's the hottest team out there right now. I know. I struggled. I struggled. I and struggled. I have Tennessee in the Elite Eight. I have them losing to Houston. And I, I'm not going to call them a Cinderella because they've been good all year, uh, but they're a smaller team. Providence. You really like Providence. I, I like I like what Providence. You have Providence in the Final Four. I have Providence losing in round one. So one of us are gonna look look like geniuses, and the other one's gonna look like a dumbass. Well, I'm trying to figure out how to get some cold beer back out of you. All right, all right. You want so let's let's say let's say this: Providence don't make it to split split it at Sweet Sixteen. Sweet Six. They got to make it. Let's say they at least have to make it past the Sweet Sixteen. They got to make it to the Elite Eight. No, because that's not. Okay. Right. Let's do this. Okay. They go out before the Sweet 16, I win. All right. They make it to the Elite Eight, you win. All right. They make it, they get beat in the Sweet 16, it's a wash. It's a push. All right. I, I agree the with Sweet you. The Sweet 16's right dead in the middle where we both got them. All right. So, so if they go right dead in the middle, that's a wash. Fucking okay. Any I... other side of the fence is the win for one of us. Deal. Sounds. Sounds right. great to me. Cold beer, six pack, sounds great. Uh, so who do you got in your national championship game? Uh, Wisconsin and Kentucky. Ooh, a rematch from the Final Four from back in what 2014? Perfect season. Yeah. And of course, I have Kentucky getting their revenge for the loss and in winning. the Final Four right. and winning it. I'm biased, fucking. Fuck y'all. You're, I don't give a shit. You're allowed to be. It's our show. I don't I give fucking, a damn. I, I bleed blue. I've lived here my whole fucking life. I've, this is what I've had my whole fucking life is this basketball program. Just like you and your Cleveland Browns. And just like my Buckeyes. Like, and just like your Buckeyes. I'm not picking against them. You're never going to get a March Madness show. Where Kentucky has been relatively good for the whole year. Where I don't fucking pick Kentucky to win it all. Yeah, okay. You're just not going to get it. All right. Well, my national I think championship. The only year I did pick them was the year. That they went to the NIT? <laughs> well, that one, and I think there was one year there where they were like an eight or a nine seed. All right. And it was just like a meh season. Okay. So that's the only two years I had to pick them. Okay, so uh, my national championship game is uh... – Gonzaga versus Tennessee. Gonzaga's been so close the last couple years. I just I feel like this the team that gets over the hump. This um, Gonzaga team is really good. It's really really good. Um, I literally in my bracket I'm staring at the final four game of Kentucky Gonzaga, and if Kentucky wins that, I do honestly believe that they win the national championship. I, I don't care who comes out of the bottom half of that bracket. 
if Kentucky makes it to the Final Four and beats Gonzaga in the Final Four, I honestly believe there ain't a team in the bottom half of that bracket that can beat Kentucky. Uh, Other than Tennessee, if Tennessee, well, that, Tennessee's in that's, the bottom half too. That's who. That's who I got in the national championship: Gonzaga and Tennessee, and I got Gonzaga winning it. Um, but if, ten, if if it ends up Tennessee and Kentucky, what is that? The fourth time they played this year. Yeah, it'll be the fourth time this year. And Tennessee's already won two of the three times. Two to one right now. Yeah, two to yeah, one Tennessee. I, I mean, Tennessee's the hottest team in the nation right now. I just, I really like Tennessee. I like the, I like what they're doing and. I'm so telling, uh, Tennessee's hotter than a steel chainsaw in an Eastern Kentucky pawn shop. Yeah, I'm telling uh, you, you're damn right. They're they're very hot. Wide. That guard play, is, and I mean, they finished the most games with three point guards on the floor. And they're very hard to defend. They're very tall in the front court. They have that. That's one of the reasons Kentucky's had so much trouble yeah, with them this year. Yeah, they have three to three or four guys that are over six eleven. That they rotate in and out. Yeah. That's fucking twenty fouls that yeah. they're throwing at Oscar Sheedway. Mm-hmm. Like it's they they're and they're a very physical team. Yeah. So I, that's what With I like some about veteran them. leadership. Like I mean, they're very good. Like don't make no mistakes about it. I think I have them have in the a... Elite Eight. I think I had Houston beating them just because I do believe Houston can handle that physicality. H- Houston believe... got a really tough team. Houston does. I and I just think Houston's Houston could have a good upset against UAB because their their backcourt isn't as strong as uh, some other backcourts. And I think UAB got a very a very good uh, and very tall uh, backcourt. So I think that's going to help UAB. Uh, truly, I've watched three, maybe four games of Houston this year. I really like this team. Like they are good. They were in top. As far as BPI as rankings, well. as far as BPI rankings, they're number two. Yeah, they were. They were in the top so, ten. Like as far as like as far as the AP goes, like not too long ago. So it wasn't surprising. Um, and Houston's played some good teams this year, mm-hmm. and as far as their points per game, they're seventy-five points a game. They only give up fifty-eight points. Again. Yeah, they're they're very good defensively. So, all right. So my my tournament MVP and also Wooden Award winner, Chet Holmgren, the uh, freshman from Gonzaga. Yeah, I think who's also going to probably I don't know if he'll be the number one pick, but he will definitely be a top three pick in the in the NBA draft. Uh, so that. That take care of the tournament. Uh, well, what? I don't get to give an MVP. Do you got one down? Yeah. All right. Who you got? Uh, I think it's the National Player of the Year, Oscar Sheikway. Okay. All right. I like him. I also, like him. though, the the star. I can't think of his name off the top of my head. The guy from Wisconsin that I like so much. Oh, I just read his name too. Uh, crap, I can't think of his name either. I just, I just read it here, like yesterday when I was doing all this stuff. Because I truly do believe that Wisconsin can make this run too. Wisconsin's tough. They got that. Uh, they got that one guy who, and I, I know who you're talking about. I just can't think. Davis, I think, is his last name. The problem is that they've got the same cohesive, physical. And smart, tough team that they always have. Yeah. 
but now they've got a stud. Yeah. That's yeah. in the middle of that. And the bottom half of that bracket is not that fucking strong. Like, you've got Gonzaga's bracket. It's probably the toughest bracket. Gonzaga and Duke's both in that bracket. Like, they, there's some really... I done closed it out, but I can get it back real quick. You've got in that bracket, you've got Gonzaga. You got Kentucky. Duke. Or no, Kentucky's no. not in there. Duke, you're right. Yeah, Duke. Kentucky, Duke, uh, Texas Tech's in this yeah. bracket. I think they can go deep. They're very good defensively. Arkansas's Memphis in that bracket. In that. They fucking get after you. Yeah. Uh, Memphis is there. Uh, and and Memphis is a really, good, a really underrated team as well. Yeah, Memphis is very talented. I could see I Memphis mean, upsetting were, Gonzaga in the second round, possibly. If if they were a, a nine seed in any other bracket, I'd probably have them going way further. But it's the fact that they run into Gonzaga. It's hard yeah, to I got them losing to Gonzaga as well in the second round. But yeah, for crying out loud, that's freaking, I'm telling you, that bracket is murderer's row. Yeah. Gonzaga, Memphis, Arkansas, Bama, Texas Tech, Duke. Like. Yeah, that's that's a really tough bracket. And that's some teams that are very good defensively. Yeah. Very, very good. Very, very so, tall teams. Yeah. Long, athletic, fucking can get after it. I mean, and then and the other bracket that's in that side is the Baylor uh Kentucky bracket. You that's got a tough Baylor, bracket Kentucky, as well. Purdue, uh Is Houston in that bracket? No. North Carolina is in that bracket, which I, that's another one that I actually picked, and I truly do believe uh, I've got Marquette beating North Carolina. I do, too. I got them in all my brackets I've done. I got North Carolina losing to Marquette. Okay. I didn't know who all had picked that. And no, I, then, I agree with you there. You know, Gonzaga's the only one seed I've got in the Elite Eight. In the Elite Eight? Yeah. Really? I yeah. I'd have to look at I had Baylor go. I have Baylor get beat by UCLA in the Sweet 16. I have Iowa beating Kansas in the Sweet 16. And then I have Seton Hall beating Arizona in the round of 32. Okay. Okay. I picked it. Uh, I actually like Seton Hall as well. I think Seton yeah. Hall, you know, I, I think I picked Arizona making it maybe in our bracket. I think I might have had them making it either to the Sweet 16 or the Elite Eight. But I don't think I have any more than two teams, two number ones in the Elite Eight. I'm just not. I, I'm not buying Arizona. Arizona seems to be one of those schools that falter every year uh, in the NCAA tournament. Kansas is another one that I have a hard time picking them to go deep. It, they you seem know, like they get to the tournament, they look great all year long. I struggled. I struggled. I struggled with Kansas because they were they've been up and down all year this year and. Here, like the conference tournament and like the last few games of the season, they got really hot. So that's where I struggled with them. Actually, in a couple of my brackets, I think I I don't think I have them in the final four in any of my brackets, but I think in a couple of my brackets, I got them making it to the elite eight. They just seem like one of those programs to me. I agree with you. That's why it's hard. I forget. Uh, I actually was talking to you. Uh, while I was watching the the Boston Celtics Dallas Mavs game yeah. the other day, yeah, uh, we were talking on the phone while I was watching it, and I forget I I don't watch very many NBA regular season mm-hmm. games, so I don't really know who the play by play guys are, 
One of them went to Arizona. They were talking about March Madness. You know, the brackets had just been released. Yeah. They were saying he had went to Arizona. That's where the guy had uh, played ball at, yada, yada, yada. He mentioned it. I think it was like 08 was the last time Arizona was in the Final Four. Right. See, I can't even remember then. I don't even know. Something like that. Like, I mean, they didn't make it with the Aiden team, with the DeAndre Aiden crew. No. Uh, And they've had some really killer teams, too. Yeah, and they just seem to fall in the NCAA tournament for whatever reason, and Kansas is the same way to me. That's what I think of when I think Kansas is really yeah. good. Uh, I mean, regular season team, dominated the Big 12. But, you know, Bill, very good at home, Bill, Bill Self is a hell of a coach. And, he is. He's fantastic. I and, love you know, Bill He's Self. got a national championship under his belt. I, I do think he'll have that team ready to play, but I'm I'm kind of with you. It's like they got some kind of like mental block or something. Yeah, it's they just oh one was the last time Arizona was in the final four. Oh wow, I didn't realize it was that far. So that's been what, yeah twenty one years, two thousand and one. Wow, twenty one years without a final four appearance. I don't know. They could be due then, but we'll see. I mean, I. You can say that all you want. Yeah. It's hard to believe. Okay. I mean, it's hard to uh, believe it's been since 2001 that they've not had a Final Four appearance. All right, so let's get off uh, the tournament so we can have a drink with you. So let's get into drinks with Juice. Right. What do you got for us this week? Oh, shit. Now, see, that's why I told you to write these down the other day. I did write them down, but we're... You did one for last week, and you did one for the the uh, Road to WrestleMania show. Well, give me that one, because I thought that was this week's show. Oh, shit. Let me find it real quick. Uh, all right. That's the Crown Apple and Red Bull. Yeah! Okay, I'll come up with another one. That, that wasn't just specifically for it being the WrestleMania show. I just... I tried both of those, and I was like, I don't want to forget these. And I called you and told you to write them down for the next two weeks. That way I didn't forget which ones I wanted to mention on you. Crown Apple and Red Bull. Okay. Fantastic. Fantastic. I want, Fantastic. I want you to try Fantastic. that, James. I did it like a Jaeger. Well, I'm, I'm going to. I'm going to. What did you do, a sink and drink on that one? I did a sink it and drink it, just like, you know, just like a Jaeger, Bob. I'm telling you. You ever had once a night? She had to do it twice. Mm-hmm. That was what I had, buddy. I but seen that. I, I seen both it videos. It was great. I loved it. And most things, I'm like, so I have a lot of people on TikTok that want to reinvent the Jaeger bomb. Yeah, Jaeger bomb's been around for a long time for a reason because it's great. It is good. That's just. Have you ever had a Jaeger bomb, like a Jaeger bomb drink, like the actual, like a tall drink over ice, like pour a, pour a shot or two of of Jaeger, then add, add your Red Bull on ice. That's fantastic as well. No, I sink it and drink it every time. It's, I'm telling you, you put it over ice like that. It's fantastic. I didn't know it was a thing. I just sink them and drink them. Like my wife, my wife loves them. She gets drunker and shit whenever she has them. I, lo- I love doing Jaeger bombs. Fucking, I do them all the time. And fucking, I mean, 
whatever. People's like, oh, Jaeger got yeah. I'm not a Jaeger's big not fan. That great by itself. You I'm not a big fan of Jaeger either. But the it's thing, great. The but thing I, about you, this is the closest one that I've had that when I sunk it and drunk it and set that glass back down, where I almost said that that might be better than doing it with Jaeger. Okay. Okay. Uh, it's that damn good. Well, I'm sit, like I said before, I'm sitting here having this. I don't know what kind of energy energy drink it was, but it it was uh It's ghost. Yeah, ghost energy ghost. drink and it was a sour patch kid um flavor it, blue raspberry right. and I added coconut rum to it. And I'll tell you what, it's pretty damn pretty good, good, pretty tasty. But you can check out Juice aka Bluegrass Beard on TikTok at bluegrass underscore beard. Um, and just hit him up. Let him be your guinea pig. He'll try anything. What was I going to guinea pig for you? We talked about it before we went on the show. Oh, shit. I can't remember now. It was something to do with that ghost energy. What? Oh, you got oh, to... I was going to. Go ahead. I was going to sink it and drink it with the Jameson Orange. Yeah. But didn't you say you almost did it with something? And I said, fuck, I'll do it. I did it with, or my my wife did it with, uh, with, with, uh, vodka. with vodka. With vodka. And I tried to drink of it. Now I'm talking yeah, about a big You did it with drink. coconut rum. Yeah, but you did it with coconut rum. And then she did it with, with vodka. I was going to sink it and drink it with the Jameson orange. Yeah. But didn't we say that we, wanted, we was going to try something else? I forget. I don't remember, but uh, maybe you've got drunk sitting here on the phone with me, ain't you? I'm I'm pretty buzzed right now. Got got a pretty good run. Going, I got a little, I see. I'm I'm feeling a little red face right now. <laughs> uh, all right, guys, uh, we're at the end of our show now. This is where we. Oh, uh, I've got me. I, I picked me up some uh, banana pudding, old smoky shots. By the way, are, is that what you're having for the end of the show? No, I think I'm gonna save them. I'm yeah. gonna have me. Uh, I'm you gonna need, have me one of these. Uh, you need to try a shot of that orange Jameson by itself. Well, I heard it was I'm pretty good by itself. That. I have too, and I'm I'm saving it. I might do some videos with it at some point, but I'm trying to save it till I get back in studio. Okay, all right, okay. So, uh, yeah, we're at the end of our show. Um, we did have some sad news in the uh, this week. Scott Hall, a.k.a. Razor Ramon, Razor the bad guy, has passed away. He, uh, he bad had... Bad times don't last. But bad but guys, guys do. do. Uh, you seen that uh, acceptance speech for the Hall of Fame? Hey, that's what happened, son. Hey, I got a question. I, I, I love quit. Scott Hall. I do, I'm too. Not, and I love the Razor Ramon character. I, I know he's. Pro- I know Razor Ramon probably a little bit before your time. I was still young when he came back out. And all of it. The original ladder match. Oh yeah, that was supposed to be that was explosive. Like, yeah, I've I've went. Yeah, so I mean, he's literally. You can't talk wrestling history without talking about the original ladder match that solidified the Intercontinental Championship as the second best championship in. The WWF. Oh yeah, yeah, and as the stepping stone to the WWF title. You you can't talk NWO without one of the founding members, Scott Hall. Um, I mean, that that changed the whole wrestling game. Yeah, so we want to thank our listeners, our 
first responders, yada yada yada. The same spiel we do every fucking yeah. Uh, week. Also, also real quick, uh, left tackle Andrew Whitworth is retiring after 16 seasons in the NFL, and some sad news, sad stuff in the news as well. Uh, nine people uh, were killed in the crash in Texas, including uh, six students and one coach from New Mexico University golf team. So, um, yeah, that's, that's terrible. I seen that on ESPN today. Uh, so our hearts and prayers go out to the families of, of those who were lost. Our hearts and prayers go out to the family of, uh, Scott Hall and for everybody else, let's get these glasses yeah. up and have a drink. But, but hold on here. Cause okay. I got like, we want to thank everybody. It's terrible with the, um, the news there with the car crash. Yeah. And yada yada. This Scott Hall thing hit me. Like Yeah, it, it did me. It this did me is well. my childhood. Like him I knew him as Scott Hall from the NWO in my childhood. Right. But as I got older and realized he was Razor Ramon in WWF before that, and I went back and watched all that, like the bad guy is one of my guys. Like, yeah. yeah. I loved him. So what I'm going to do is I've got three twisted shots here. Okay. So we're going to do one as a happy trail to Andrew Whitworth. All right. And one to salute the listeners, the first responders, the medical personnel that we do every every show. Okay. And then I'm going to save the rattlesnake for the bad guy. All right. Uh, I got about three drinks left in my glass. So, yeah, I'm down for that. So... Let's get our first one up. Um, Andrew Whitworth, your true professional. Happy trails, brother. Good the luck. The ultimate in your... professional and NFL Walter Payton Man of the Year. Yeah, and Super Bowl champion as well. Uh, I, Andrew Whitworth is he, – he, if you want a role model in professional sports, Andrew Whitworth is a guy that you probably need to look at. Most definitely. Most definitely. So let's get so him Happy trails. Thanks for the career. Cheers. <sighs> Okay, that was down. Okay, salute the listeners. Our military, thank you for keeping us safe. Our our medical and emergency personnel, everybody out there fighting. I always fight. feel obligated to say the police. Cause yeah, our boys in blue. Our, uh, I, you know, I don't, you know, I don't leave them out. I usually try to group them in with our emergency responders. And I know, but it just doesn't. It don't sound as well. So we're going to start, well, you know. The way that they're portrayed. And the the hate that they get from half the country as opposed to the other half. I well, them, I, just, we don't have to do it every time, but I just want to throw it in. Just, just like Five O said, just like Five O said in his interview we had with him, you know, um, being being a a police officer does one of two things. If you're a good person, it amplifies it. If you're a bad person, it amplifies it. That's right. not it's not the it's not the boys in blue. It's it's the actual person wearing the uniform. So, right. you know, for those guys out there that are actually risking their life, thank you so much for what you do. Cheers, fuckers. Oh, I'm getting down to the nitty gritty. Ah, ah. And our last one. one for the bad guy. And it's for the strongest one. This one goes to the bad guy. Man, you are a legend in wrestling. Like, like I said, bad times don't last, but bad guys do. Cheers, brother. Hey,
Oh. Hey, yo. Hey, yo. Has anybody, has anybody told you you're good looking? Or has anybody told you you're beautiful because you might be the best damn looking thing I've seen all day? About fucked up my own ending. Hey, yo, we are out. <laughs>